Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Ashton. Today it is Wednesday, October 16th. Uh, it is 8.16 here in the morning. Today we are going to be talking about um, the Chiefs, the offense and the defense, how they looked so far through six weeks of the regular season. Um, and then also the LeBron James uh the NBA kind of really ordeal uh, what's going over there in China and uh, kind of also starting off the show talking about uh, what's going on new in my life, um, what I just got promoted for, for my work. So I'll jump right in on that. Um, so I, if you guys don't know, I work at Chick-fil-A and recently I just got promoted to team lead which all the responsibilities are to make sure that you keep your uh, team members in check, basically like a manager. You're just kind of overseeing everything. You're, you're still helping the team out. You're still producing. Um, you just have a little bit more responsibilities. So what comes with that is I get a blue shirt. Um, I get a different change in uniform. Uh, I get a swipe card. I get keys. I get... Uh, my number into the system where if I have to like cancel out an order, I can do it in like 0.2 seconds without getting anybody's swipe card. So that's kind of nice. Um, I'll be counting drawers down. I'll be de dealing with a lot of money. Um, I get, I'm probably going to start all that training here probably today. I'll get a little bit of the tour in today because I, I work right after this podcast today. So, um, but I get all that, that, keys the swipe card um the blue shirt all that starts on monday but um it there's i can go ahead and start training for it um so that's kind of i'm excited for it um it'll be a, a different role for me because i'm used to being the team member but now being the team lead you're kind of looked upon for for guidance you're looked upon for leadership and i think i'm ready for it so Anyways, we'll go right into the, the Chiefs and talk about what's been going on through six weeks. So the Chiefs, uh, they've been four and two in the last six games. Uh, next week, they're going up against the Denver Broncos. And so far through four weeks, the offense, uh, the through six weeks, my bad, uh, the offense has looked explosive. Um we are down some some pretty key injuries. Uh, our offensive line is not the greatest. I can tell you that right now with all the injuries that we've had. Eric Fisher looks like we we need him desperately back. Um, he's our left tackle. He's We've had to put Cam Irving over there, who personally I think Cam Irving should be a guard, not a tackle. He's... He has better luck at being a guard than he does a tackle. So, but Cam Cam Irving, he's kind of he's learning to be a, a tackle for us. So it's not something that he hasn't done before. But he's he's just better at being a guard for us. And kind of everybody on the offensive line is is has gotten their butts handed to us. Like in in, in the Indianapolis game, we just got whooped up front I didn't even like have to watch most much of the game to to see that it was kind of just like it was given <laughs> like 
I was cleaning my basement and like kind of watching at the same time when they were playing the Colts and we just got manhandled and whooped up front and it was kind of like and that's kind of why our offense stalled and along with Patrick Mahomes getting injured on his left or right ankle I, I can't remember he was injured with his ankle I think it's his left but um and yeah, then we had, like, in the Colts game, we didn't have any weapons, really, offensively. Sammy Watkins was down, and Tyreek Hill was out with the shoulder injury. And Sammy, it's it's a new injury every week, so you can't really depend on him. And so we kind of had to have the rookies, basically, get thrown into the fire and take the load off of uh, Patrick Mahomes. And we... Of course, we don't have a running game. That's that's not apparently new to us because the concept of running the football apparently kind of went out the window when, I guess, Patrick Mahomes was named NFL MVP. So apparently we don't know how to run the football. All we do know is how to throw screen passes and hope that it gets us where we need to go. And honestly, people are figuring out this offense and we don't have, like, that power running back. Like, we all know that Darrell Williams is trying to be that power running back, and he's doing a good job so far with uh, LaShawn McCoy and, and Damian Williams. Damian Williams has just come back off an injury. So um, it's kind of a, a workload of, of three running backs right now. Uh, Darrell Williams, Damian Williams, and LaShawn McCoy. And it's just, there isn't one specific back that you can actually count on and say, oh, he's going to get me if we were to run the ball um, five, ten yards. And that that's just kind of, we're relying so much on the pass game right now that we can't even do the run game because, we're so banged up on the offensive line, we would just get whooped anyways for no yardage, and it would just it would just be that type of night anyways. So we're relying so much on the pass game, and at at this rate of the usage of Pat Patrick Mahomes, I I just see a bigger injury to unfold here within the coming weeks, and I heard uh, Stephen A. Smith on first take yesterday actually give off the idea and say saying like what if Patrick Mahomes were to sit out a week could the Chiefs like sustain that like just to get him healthy for the playoffs because we all know that the Chiefs can make it to the playoffs it's, it's the fact of getting him there healthy um, that concerns everybody can, can he be healthy by the time the playoffs roll around and can we keep our quarterback upright. Um, that question remains to be unseen. Um, we're the good news is um, Eric Fisher's not going to be out all year long. He will be coming back. Um, Sammy Watkins will be coming back. Um, Tyreek, he's he's already come back. He came back in the uh, Houston game and and performed like he normally does in, in a big way. So. I'll be talking about the Houston game as well. I kind of broke down the what's going on for the offense in the Houston game. And kind of the same ordeal with the Chiefs in the Houston game. 
we kind of got smacked up front um and they could just apply pressure to us and again we can't run the football and Tyreek he had a he had a few big plays for us he had a he had a couple touchdowns and uh of course Patrick Mahomes threw like a 54 yard touchdown pass to him and I was listening to that while I was uh breaking down while I was serving at the church and uh kind of was playing uh 101 the Fox and heard uh just heard it go off and Tyreek going for a 50 yard touchdown pass and then I saw the highlight after that and he completely out jumped the defender and Tyreek Hill is he's a small dude he's like he's not he's a little bit bigger than me like height wise and muscle wise but more height wise and I think he's like 5'10". If, if I were to look that on Wikipedia, I'm pretty sure I'm right. But 5'10", 5'9", something like that. And he's, he's, uh, he goes up, he jumps for the ball. He completely, like, his vertical leap is definitely better than the defender. And he just catches the ball. And there's like three defenders, like three to four defenders around Tyreek as is. And... Like, he catches it, like, on the one-yard line, and he, he notices, oh, I'm, like, I got the end zone right behind me. I might as well just stretch out for this. And so that's what he does, and he gets a touchdown, and it it's Tyree kills back. So we, we definitely need that. We definitely need that vertical threat now, and now we just need Sammy to come back. Deshaun Watson, he, he performed in the game pretty well, um, even though he threw two interceptions. Uh, three for one, three for one touchdown. Uh, he still had a pretty good game. He was, he was, he was a game manager pretty much. Um, just making sure that they chewed off a lot of the clock. Um, that's what kind of what the last three opponents have pretty much been doing for the Chiefs. Um, taking time of possession and just keeping the Chiefs defense out there on the field, which is like the last thing that we want. And I'll be getting into uh dissecting the defense here in just a second for both games and uh pretty much Deshaun Watson just was a he there was no big play that he was like there wasn't like a 30 yard bomb down the field he, they they weren't doing that type of stuff it was a lot of short like a lot of running plays because Chiefs defense is ranked 30th in the league <laughs> um in runs and run defense, which is like absolutely terrible. You don't want a thirtieth ranked uh, run defense, and then throwing at short completions to Deshaun Watson, and they would get like six or seven yards on like these run plays. So it's they weren't really stopping anything, and it doesn't help much when your best defensive player, uh, Chris Jones, he goes out in the Colts game. And he's got a groin issue, so he'll be out for a numerous amount of weeks. And the Chiefs' bye isn't until, like, I got the Chiefs app here. I'll look it up here in just a second. But anyways, the Chiefs' defense, <laughs> we're counting on Chris Jones coming back. Um, we just recently got Marcus Claiborne off, sus off a suspension, uh, four-game suspension, and he's been he's been okay the last couple games. Um, he's got 
some pass interference calls against him. Um, Merck, uh, Brashad Breland. If you all know that name, he's number 21 on the Chiefs. My goodness, he's like had the worst two career games that, for, as a Chiefs that he could possibly have. It was even worse in the in the Colts game because he gave up like basically like a a, a fifty to sixty yard penalty, um, and then he gave up like a, another thirty yard penalty on top of that, and just for running into the receiver. And at this point, you're like, oh, my gosh, Brashad, like, just make a play on the ball. Don't, like, don't, like, touch the receivers at all. But if you look at the Chiefs games, guess what they're doing on every play? They're touching, they're grabbing the receivers, like, beyond, like, 5, 10 yards, like, 15 yards, and you're just praying on on God's good green earth that they you don't get a a flag because you could technically throw a flag on every single play against them. Like you, you seriously could like stop grabbing, <laughs> like just use what you know. Like if you know that they're going to run past you, how about you, you take a few yards off and let them like, if they're going to beat you, let it be with the short game, not, not with the deep threat. Like I would be okay with, guys getting four or five yard completions and not 30 yards down the field like now those four or five yards completions add up through the game yes but I would rather see like four of four or five yards being completed than a 30 yard bomb that ends up being a touchdown and you're just kind of like well there goes our defense and that's kind of how our defense has been so far so I said our bye week was, this is week 7, week 8, week 9, week 10, week 11, week 12. Alright, so week 12 is our bye week. We have a few more games. We have at least four more games to get through until we get to week 12. So, yay. <laughs> we don't really get much of a break, but. Um, so I'll be talking about the defense now. I, I kind of have been, but, um, so week 12 for the Chiefs can't come any sooner for this defense. <laughs> Seriously, because like I already said, Chris Jones is down. Our secondary is now getting exposed, um, because of penalties. And, uh, now Charvarius Ward, he's... He's been stepping up. He's been making some plays in the secondary. Um, Marcus Claiborne, he's come back. That he off that four game suspension, he'll be a big weapon. What we really desperately needed was a player like Jalen Ramsey. That went to you could probably guess. I don't know how the Rams do it. I don't I don't understand it. But they have gotten they got Jalen Ramsey this year. I believe they got Dante Fowler last year. And, of course, they have Blake Bortles as well. So they have the top three um, draft. They have the top five draft picks from 2014 to 2016 for the, 
for the Jaguars. And, of course, out of all places Jalen Ramsey goes, it's the it's the Rams. And I saw Marcus Peters went somewhere yesterday. I yeah, that slipped in my mind. He he went somewhere. I think he went to the Browns, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure he went to the Browns. Uh and of course the Browns desperately need it. <laughs> Their secondary is banged up as well, but Oh, he went to the Ravens. He went to the Ravens. I knew it was somewhere in that division. It just was not, it was slipping my mind. And so uh the Ravens secondary they're getting improved. He'll probably be like well, he'll, he'll he might be like their first corner actually. But Marcus Peters, he's he's been he's been okay the last couple of years. He's not been like the Marcus Peters that was in Kansas City um, that was kind of like if you even dare to throw the ball in that general area, it, most likely it's getting picked off. He was that type of corner for us anyways. I don't I haven't been checking up on the games for the Rams and at all, but I know that he made a couple plays against us and and that he was making some plays last year for the Rams, and uh, that'll be uh, interesting to watch how that unfolds in, uh, for the for the Ravens. They'll they'll be a better secondary because of it. But um, the Chiefs, their defense. Back to the Chiefs' defense. We have got to get better linebackers we have just gotten obliterated and our linebackers just seem to get run over like straight up run over and this defense doesn't really seem to have an, an identity last year when the Chiefs defense played you knew that they could get to the uh, to the quarterback that they could apply pressure and and try and cover up uh try to cover up their deficiencies that way. Well, this we we can't get to the quarterback. We can't stop the run. I mean, we we barely have a pass rush as is, and that's kind of what everybody was afraid of going in. Frank Clark hasn't been able to do much. He's gotten like one or two sacks. He's made a couple plays. He's gotten an interception, but he's not been that dominant force that we need on the defensive end. We don't have like a D Ford rushing off the side. We don't have a Justin Houston anymore. Justin Houston, as a matter of fact, obliterated our offense. He was the best player, defensive player on the field when uh, the Chiefs and the Colts played. He was the main reason. And of course, what did we do this past offseason? We just released him. And I heard a staggering stat um, off off uh, the... <laughs> Uh, Chiefs. Um, they were talking about the Chiefs. It was like a, a KCT five show um, late at night. And would you guys be guessing right now that Justin Houston and Eric Berry would still be like on the salary cap that we'd still be playing them? 
like paying them, even though they're they're not on the team. One's on another team, and the other other guys not even in the league. And the third highest paid right now this year is Frank Clark, which he hasn't been producing anything. So, kind of right now, you're as a Chiefs fan, you're like, well, we're screwed. <laughs> And until we're kind of we're basically we're screwed until Chris Jones gets back and basically that's hoping that he's fully recovered from his groin injury. And at this point, you're like there there's no hope for this defense. They have to make a trade by the trade deadline to at least get some help. And a lot of us were counting on that Jalen Ramsey to come to the Chiefs. Well, Jalen Ramsey went to the Rams. We, we're we definitely not going to get him from the Rams now. So it's kind of, we're kind of, we do, I, do, I don't have a single clue what they're going to do at the trade deadline. They probably won't trade for anybody, be completely honest, because they had a, a chance last year to get Patrick Peterson. And I know that the Cardinals we're like, on our lives, we will not trade Pat, Patrick Peterson because he was their only good defensive player in corner. And we we desperately wanted and needed a corner. And our secondary, other than Tyron Matthew, our secondary is kind of getting uh, sent, to, sent to the shredder and getting obliterated. And so there's nothing that we can do right well on the defensive side so do I should I probably go into detail of what has happened the last two games for the uh, in the Colts and Texans game we have managed now I will say we don't give up a whole lot of touchdowns defensively that is something that I have noticed and that we have managed to do well we keep opponents mainly mainly other than the Texans game we have kept them like like under 20 points, like 20 to 25 points is mainly what we gave up. In the Texans game, we gave up 31 points. Uh, that's kind of, I'll get to that in just a second, but um, how it led to 31. But um, the, the Colts game, we just, how the, basically the Colts were go up and down the field against us was through the run. And it doesn't help when your defensive backs like Brashad Breeland give up 56-yard penalties in the passing game. And, like, you could go back. I think it was against, like, one of their, like, Colts rookie receivers, I think. I don't even think it was against uh, T.Y. Hilton. It may have been, but... um, yeah, Rashad Breeland, he gives up 56-yard penalties, and you're just like, your one job is to not run into the defensive player and to make sure, and you can track to where the ball is. Well, well what does he do? He runs into the receiver, knocks him to, clearly to the ground, and it's like clear as day. You can't miss it. And like, even if the like refs were to miss it, like if you were to throw a flag that would be one that you would win <laughs> like out of like out of a million plays that were to like be under review you would actually win that one and 
what's been the main theme this year is um, pe- a lot of people have been throwing their uh, challenge flags to see if it that if that if it can get overturned for like pass interference and t- type of stuff, and they have not. They have like turned over like probably like five to ten percent of the calls. Like honestly, through six weeks, it's ridiculous. Like, don't even risk throwing your your challenge flag because they're not gonna overturn it. That's what they've pretty much have claimed. Like, as long as it's egregious and outrageous, then they will turn it over. But like, they they just won't. And that's kind of been the main theme um, for challenges uh, regarding uh, pass interference. And so I've like my dad, he, me, me and my dad, we were watching, I think Monday night football or something. And my dad was like, actually asking like, Hey, do you, like there, like there's an actual possible chance. Like, Hey, do you think that that gets overturned? And I'm like, no, no, no way. Nope. None. Zero. There's no chance. And you could hear the commentator saying, Hey, there could be a chance. And then, and then it doesn't get overruled. And, and then uh, I don't even remember what game I was watching. I think it, it had some sort of game with the, like the Packers in it. It wasn't. It wasn't the recent Lions and uh, Lions and Packers game. I think it probably wasn't even like a Monday night. It was probably like a Thursday night game. I think it was like the Packers and the Eagles or something like that. I think that it was something like that that we were watching and. Uh, and then there was something else in the game, and I was like, I guarantee you they don't overturn the call. And what happens to be the case that they don't overturn the call. So I'm like, that, that's just going to be the common theme. They won't overturn these calls. And that's kind of why they implemented the, the challenge rule in the first place was to overturn these calls, to overturn the obvious past interference. Well, they're not even doing it. And... Like, some of these are, like, kind of clear. Like, clearly, it's it's obviously pass interference, and they're not even overturning the call. So you're like, at this point, you're like, do I even risk a challenge flag because of this? So at this point, you're like, uh, don't even worry about it. Just move on to the next play. Let's keep going. I want to keep my challenge flags just in case, like, something else bigger in the game, like, were to happen. And if it's questionable, hey, I want to challenge that. So... Um, I know that Andy Reid's ha- has done a couple of those challenges and it's been denied. So, um, so I'll go to the, uh, the Houston game and, and dissect defensively what happened as well. Um, I kind of already had said that, uh, they did it, uh, the Houston Texans did it with th- the running game and doing short completions to Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson to uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, that's kind of how they did it. Well, so at the end of the first half, it was like uh, it was like a minute thirty-five, a minute forty left in the game. Um, Deshaun Watson on a fourth and one throws basically. He's trying to throw a touchdown pass at the end of the quarter, and what does one of our defensive backs do? Oh, I'll tell you. So, 
our defensive back, Juan Thornhill, who I've who I've told you about. He likes to be a ball hawk. Um, he completely lost all sense of awareness of what down it was and what they were on the Chiefs like forty yard line. And the dude catches it in the end zone and gets tackled in the end zone. So we now have it at the Chiefs twenty, where if he were to swap the ball, it'd be at the Chiefs forty. And Chris Boomer on CBS completely obliterated Juan Thornhill. Now, I like to to say I give the rookie the benefit of the doubt, and he just made a rookie mistake. And I'm not super heated over it because, again, he's a rookie. And I'd probably, if I were a rookie, I probably kind of would have done the same thing. Maybe not. But, um, but I can see why he did it, and here's why. Juan Thornhill, I don't think, had an interception leading up to that game. It, it would have been his first official, and it was his first career interception, if you look at it this way. Um, he was thinking, oh, well, I'm trying to get my first career interception, you know. I have a chance right here to do so. And, you know, it's it's it, like... I might as well just catch this ball. Like, it's in my general area, and it's not like I can't catch it. I might as well just catch it. So that's that's the only explanation that I have for the kid, and that's why he caught it. <laughs> Otherwise, it was a stupid play, and that he should have never done it. And he should have just swapped the ball, because the Chiefs would have had it at our own 40-yard line. And kind of ironically, the first play that the Chiefs get from scrimmage uh of that next series uh, offensively Patrick Mahomes gets sacked and not only does he get sacked he fumbles the football and the Texans recover it and watching it live I watched one of our offensive linemen literally stare at the football it looked like in person like uh not in person but watching it live on television it looked like I think our offensive line number 74 he was he knew he, I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He didn't know the ball was on the ground, and then he kind of realized, oh, the ball's on the ground. Oh wait, now I got to hop on it because nobody's gonna do it other than me. And then he dives after it, but he dives after it after one of the Texans players already swoops it up, and then he falls onto it, and you're just like, oh my gosh, thanks for the late reaction, offensive line. Great job here here at at this point. Wow, congrats. We have just a great offensive line. And then that's kinda what led to Deshaun Watson getting into the end zone and uh making this thing a game. And I think at that point they took the lead into halftime and you're just like holy crap. The Chiefs gave up a seventeen to like three lead and now it's a it's a 24-17 lead into into the halftime. What the heck? What happened? The Chiefs defense happened. That That's what. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm done breaking down uh, the Chiefs and what's going on in the NFL. Um, I'm going to be talking about 
uh, LeBron and what's happening with the NBA in China so far. So recently, Daryl Morey for the Houston Texans owner, if you have not been keeping up with the NBA at all, like myself, um, this is the only thing that you should know about right now because the NBA preseason has just started um, and they were supposed to have games over in China. Well, one Rockets owner, Daryl Morey, decided to decide, you know what, I'm going to put a tweet out there today posting about um, uh, this. So there was this group of Chinese uh like Chinese rebels to say basically and he was tweeting about them and he was like you know they should um you know congrats for them for rebelling against the Chinese government and honestly LeBron LeBron had come out with this and LeBron was kind of mad at the uh mad at uh the Rockets owner and said it couldn't have waited after the after all the preseason games in China. Well, what happened was China got the Chinese government got mad at Daryl Morey and got mad at the NBA, and the NBA had kind of got all their preseason games canceled in China. China is not doing business with the NBA anymore, and so you're just kind of looking at Daryl Morey like, dude, you just screwed up this opportunity with China. And now we have to clean up your mess. So congrats. Daryl Morey deleted the uh, tweet after. And after all this was starting to go down and uh, what the NBA said on Daryl Morey's behalf was, we don't apologize for what Daryl Morey said we we are just disappointed that that this kind of all unfolded and we don't we like it when uh, our owners and players have freedom of speech we we want our player our players and owners to have freedom of speech like this is what our company is founded upon and what's happening over in China is those rebels, uh, they're trying to have that that right of freedom of speech. And what is the Chinese government doing? It's like saying, no, we don't want you to have uh, freedom of speech. So that's kind of all I know about it. And what my thoughts are about it is Daryl Morey's an idiot for even putting that tweet out there in the first place. Because um, you knew that you were having preseason games over in China. You knew all that was going on politically and socially with China at the time. Heck, your own team is over there in China as well, amongst uh, amongst all other uh, NBA players, noticeably LeBron James and the Lakers. And so you have some of the biggest stars over in China, and you're kind of threatening their lives, and you're as, like, you're... As a basketball fan and as a person, you're like, what the heck, Daryl Morey? You just kind of put uh, a big old bullseye on the back of every single one of these, not only the teams, but the players. And, like, is it even safe for them to be over there anymore? Like, that's a good arguable um, 
thing to question to ask. And so at this point, you're like, Daryl Morey needs to get smacked on the head pretty hard. And you're like, you shouldn't be making that. Like, if anything, LeBron was mad at him, like, at the timing of it all and was like, that could have waited after we had played our preseason game. I think, regardless, I think we were going to lose business of China. Um, because China doesn't have the same values as us, um, obviously, as the freedom of speech and what uh, the NBA was like, we like our freedom of speech. Apparently, China doesn't. So um, it looked like you were going to lose them regardless um, in business. And, you know, that I know it stinks, and China's a pretty big market um, and helps the NBA a lot. And players like Yao Ming have come from China. And I don't know if we will get players like Yao Ming anymore from China um, into the NBA. I have no clue. Um, but it. That's that's kind of what hit the NBA. That's kind of what's happening in the NBA um, at the moment. That's kind of what they're looking at, and everybody's kind of looking at Daryl Morey like, "Dude, you have got to be the biggest idiot of an owner to say something like that at this given moment in time, knowing that your your own team is over in China." And so, I that's kind of all I have to say on it. Um, thanks, guys, for listening listening to my podcast. I know it's a little bit longer than usual today, but um, I had a lot of stuff on my mind that I wanted to get off my chest to you guys. And I also wanted to tell you about my promotion as well. So just keep keeping uh, keeping up on me as well. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, click and subscribe if you like anything. Um, of course, I'd always like to hear feedback from you guys. So just to keep this thing going and to hear what you guys have to say. I know that I kind of hit on some big topics today of the Chiefs and the NBA, so um, I'll be talking a little bit about that more here in the future. So thank you for listening, and have a good one, guys.